So we're just sitting in departures with an ice latte. About to start an incredible adventure. Um, and having done the hardest goodbyes I think I've ever had to do. Um, but very, very grateful for my parents. And it feels weird talking through a mask and being here with all these social distancing signs and a quiet terminal. Very surreal way <laughs> to be moving. Hi, here we are again then. So that was me, Dan Gooding, after saying goodbye to my parents, not knowing when I would see them again next, on the 18th of August, 2021. After all that waiting and paperwork, I was on my way to live here in New York and to be a married man. And that feels like the moment to kick off series two of The Immigrant Fiance, because right then, like so many others, that's exactly what I was. Coming up in this series, don't have to go through that horrible process anymore, you know. And obviously because I hadn't visited for like two years, it's kind of like being back here all over again and trying to get used to everyone and everything. We meet some new people and check back in with some familiar voices as we navigate the move to the US, the wedding, and then, I'm afraid to say, more paperwork. I'm so excited to continue this journey with you and to continue to open up the conversation about what it means to be an immigrant fiancé. Rolling the cases into check-in at Heathrow, I really can't explain how I felt on that day last summer. Yes, I was excited to finally be making this move, but after so long, it was pretty terrifying too. I've been thinking about nothing else really for months. I had to say a very teary goodbye to my parents who couldn't come into the terminal, and then sitting in that departure lounge, I remember thinking, is this gonna work? I'd given up my job, my home, said goodbye for now to friends and family for the man sitting opposite me. But I was ready for an adventure and to finally be together in our home. And everyone approaches this time differently, I think, especially when it comes to moving all your stuff. Some I know use a full-on moving service or ship boxes over. For me, that didn't really make sense. So we had a great time packing as much as we could into several suitcases. I would definitely be careful with this. For us, mostly, it was okay. Until our heaviest case, which we believed to be fine, wouldn't be permitted. We had no other luggage to use, so had to spend £75 on the world's tiniest suitcase, put some of my treasured possessions in that out on Heathrow's forecourt, try and check that and another case in, and then, after all that stress, say goodbye to my parents. So that was fun. Maybe if you can pay for shipping. Now, meet someone new. Hello, my name is Charlie Moss and I'm based in Richmond, Kentucky. Alright, so we uh, we actually met online in uh, Christmas Eve of 2018. I don't know if you've heard, there's an app called Seven Cups. It's essentially like an app where if you have something that you need to get off your chest, you need to talk to someone, you just go there and just kind of talk to someone like uh, who's just there to listen and not judge anyone, you know. So, um, so Lydia was on there at the same time as I was, and uh, we got chatting, got along well as uh, 
friends and just decided to add each other on Facebook. Began chatting like every day, day after day, and then uh, it was around about May we decided that we wanted to move into a relationship with each other. And pretty much immediately after that, I was like, right, I'm booking a ticket, I'm coming to America. Charlie has recently got his green card and has shared his adjustment journey with me. So we'll be hearing a lot more from him in coming episodes. He moved last summer too. How was that? It was obviously sad leaving all my family. Like my family, they're all pretty much in Essex. And my grandma was like five minutes away, like down the road. And we had family pets, you know, and like got a few siblings. So it was sad leaving them, but I know that when Lydia came, like she didn't really like the lifestyle here. And I loved it when I came to America. So it seemed like a pretty simple decision, but a sad one at the same time, you know. When you do arrive, immigration will take that giant visa pack we talked about at the end of series one off you. And then that 90 day countdown to get married begins. Someone else who we met in series one made the move last summer. Kirsty didn't have the easiest of journeys. It didn't feel real. When I had my interview, I, I just didn't, I didn't believe the lady, how quick it went. So obviously everything was packed more or less. I had to, you know, I had to finish sorting out a few things and, you know, closing off all like your utilities. And I stayed with my mum for a few days and I was in a hotel for a few days and still living out of cases and boxes. But nothing really changed. Um, and then I think I got up 5am for the flight, I think, because I stayed right next to the London airport. I had my COVID test, obviously, the day before. Obviously that stressed me out because I didn't want that to come back because... Because no, my luck that happened to me, but it didn't. And obviously, because I was traveling with my two daughters, my twin daughters, obviously I had three people to focus on and make sure everyone had their passports and the visa packets. And it was just a nightmare. But we made it all and we got on three planes and my total travel time, it was 24 hours. So we were up for a very long time on three planes, got stuck in New York for like seven hours. No one was there. So it was pretty boring and dull and but it was just so nice to get off the final plane that we nearly missed, but we got here at like 10 in the evening. It was so nice just to smell the country. Do you know what I mean? There's different smells. It was just nice to see everyone. And like his whole family met us at the airport with like banners and things. So it was really nice, but I was so tired. And it wasn't just Kirsty making this move. Her twin daughters were with her too. <laughs> it was very hard because they they knew what was going on, but you know, like when I'm trying to do all the paperwork and they want to know what this is, they're like, what's this, what's that? And I would have their passports and everything and they wanted to hold their passports. And I was like, no, I'm going to look after everything. But they, I couldn't ask them to be better. To travel all that time, they were perfect. Didn't give, They fell asleep for quite a lot of it. Um, and as soon as they got here, they've settled in quicker than me. So I can't really complain too much about that. And that is the next hurdle, settling in. For those of us who hadn't been able to get to the US during COVID, especially, it had been a long time since we'd been here. And so it was quite a big deal getting used to life in a different country. I'm sure for everyone, it will be different with different things to adjust to. Here's Charlie again. Coming to visit Kentucky, like I loved it. Like always enjoyed like the countryside and those kind of things. Whereas like back home, the main difference I found is that at home I can walk everywhere. Like I didn't have a driver's license. So because of, never, I never really needed one, I guess. But um, here, you can't really walk places. That's one, one of the big adjustments I've figured out. Whereas for Kirsty, something else stuck out. I didn't think I'd miss, like, the food and snacks so much. And then after being here for, like, a month or two, I noticed, like, oh, I can't go and get this anymore. Or it's going to be hard to find this. You have to pay so much money to just get one of them. So I kind of had to adjust by changing my eating habits. 
quite a lot. The kids were fine. They didn't really care too much. I know for me, one of the main things I wanted to still have after moving was squash, as in the drink. Americans listening, just go and look it up. And finding that hasn't necessarily been easy or cheap, but it's honestly been my main British requirement. Of course, there will be a whole range of things to figure out, to get used to, after living somewhere else probably your entire life. Charlie felt that too. I noticed that the people here are very, like, welcoming, whereas, like, back home, I know that, like, people kind of, like, keep themselves to themselves where we, where I was from, and, like, don't, know, like, don't really talk to each other, like, to strangers in public, but then, like, when I first came here, like, every, all these random people were just like, oh, hey, like, how you doing? And, like, turned out, like, well, I didn't know what to do initially. I was like, well. Our British mentality is like, why are you speaking yeah. to me? <laughs> yeah. Just assume they're some kind of weirdo, I think. And my main message to you is to be patient with yourself. For those coming from the UK, yes, Americans speak the same language, but there will be little cultural differences, like Charlie just mentioned, that will throw you. Remember that you've just moved thousands of miles and had to figure out getting married first. There's a lot to process. So any home comforts that you can figure out or bring with you, they are absolutely worth it. So, like I said, that 90-day countdown's now ticking. You need to figure out getting married. In upcoming episodes, I'm going to talk you through that as well as the next lovely lot of paperwork and getting through the adjustment of status process overall. We'll hear from people like Kirsty, who had to get used to life here alongside her girls. Because I come in the summer, obviously the kids weren't at school for like a couple of months anyway, so it was kind of just very strange, and it just felt weird, like what do I do, my routine's kind of gone, and obviously my husband took like a few days off work, and then I was kind of just, that was it. So it was like, oh, okay, I know, I have to find things to do and try and figure out where to go. And obviously because I wasn't, hadn't visited for like two years, it was kind of like being back here all over again and trying to get used to everyone and everything all over again. And we'll be meeting Charles Cook, another immigration lawyer and expert, to get his take on how the USCIS process is right now. If they had put me in charge of immigration, I would have fired every single one of those managers. Say, all you line officers, get your butts back to work now. We got quotas to meet. Oh, yeah he didn't hold back. But for now, let's just enjoy that moment of relief at having finally moved to be together. It still like kind of sometimes doesn't feel real. Like I was just like so happy to like go from one day you're on video calls every night and the next day like you're like waking up together, you know, it's actually like physically with them and don't have to go through that horrible process anymore, you know. It's just feels like it's actually like finally finished now. So, there's lots to look forward to in this new series. Thanks for carrying on on this journey with me. I hope for those of you going through the application process and preparing to make the big move, that this will be a huge help to you. I'd love to hear from you, so please drop me a message on Twitter or Instagram at Immigrant Fiancé. Oh, and subscribe so you can catch the latest episodes as soon as they're released. I'll chat to you soon.